Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Come on, knock on our door. Come on, knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. We've been wanting to tell you all about what we're watching too. Hey, folks, welcome back to the Riffos podcast. And of course, we have another episode of What Are You Watching? With myself and Nathan. What have you been watching Nathan. with Nathan and Drew? We're watching shows and movies and stuff, but never reading books. Except for Drew and Jack. <laughs> except except for me and Jack. So uh, Jack, again, is being a busybody and a top-notch scientist. And uh, he's on his little roundabout trips going to and fro. Guys, he's he's really important, honestly. Like, he, he does quality control, essentially. Like, he goes to places, he makes sure that all of the, like, field tests and clinical trials, like, that they are on par. Like, that is... That's Jack's importance right now. So if he if you think of Jack here, working, I want you to think of the episode of South Park where it's the cycle of uh, like gold jewelry that goes on QVC that then goes that, <laughs> and it's just that and so Jack gets on on another tram to the next stop and he teaches a lecture about uh, trial runs eats dinner and does it all over again now and does it all over again but no seriously Jack's off doing important science things while Nathan and I are home watching important stuff. And it's probably the best things. one that is out there right now. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you have not watched any of Andor and are planning on it, go ahead and just uh, <laughs> click. Um, and as of right now, the series is not done, which it's not done. There are, uh, there are two episodes left. And let's just get let's just get right to it. Drew, how do you like Andor so far? Okay, it out of any of the Star Wars live action, I'm not going to say cartoon because Clone Wars, Clone Wars hits on a lot of levels. But man, Andor as a live action series, it's deep, it's brooding, and I'm loving the fact that we are getting. I don't want to say intricate, but we're getting a nice like peek behind Mm. the veil of of, like the imperialistic, bureaucratic, you know, kind of the ins and outs of the government. Yeah, I agree. The 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 uh, almost like the, the decisiveness, the pull that it has, the uh, at least with the most recent episode, the shadiness. Yes. Of it all. I'm really, really digging it. Now, I'm not seeing, like, the 100 true importance of Andor himself as, like, this, I don't know, survivor of this planet, which, let's just go, let's just go, like, episode one. Let's go back to episode one. I was like, where the hell are the adults? (laughs) 
And then I kind of realized like, oh, this was a mining planet. And then I'm like, okay, this stuff has been here for a while. And then you got to realize that like some of the kids have like uh, flight suits as clothes, like partially, you know, sewn or stitched together uh, some flight suits. They hunt with blowguns, which kind of double as staves, Mm -hmm. which I really like. But there's no adults. And this whole like prequel part of it is very confusing and still has not um, kind of come to fruition. Um, My guess is that his sister is going to make an appearance in the finale where it's going to be like you you can't you can't keep bringing her up and not have her show. We don't think that we don't think that the blonde is his sister, correct? No, I mean, you never know. You never know because there's no history with her. No, because who are her parents, Drew? Where where is she from? No, stop. Yes. You mean mean Vel? Vel is the cousin. Oh, no, 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 no. Not the senator. The main imperial chick that's hunting him down. No, highly doubt it. Unless she like randomly dyed her hair. People dye their hair, Drew. They died all the time. All the fucking time. <laughs> they died and all the time. Die, it was government issued. The Empire needs you blonde and looking gorgeous. <laughs> I. <laughs> She's not that gorgeous. Oh, uh, I don't think so. You know what's cr- okay? So, tell me if I'm wrong. The blonde, uh, De- Deborah. What's her name? Um. Now I'm gonna have to look her up. Deidre. Dedra Miro. Tell me she does not look like Elizabeth Moss uh, from The Invisible Man. Doesn't say that, that's it. And from a lot of different I things. I can see that a little bit. I think she I think she looks like Elizabeth Moss. For half a second, I was like, oh my gosh, do we have like a random guest appearance as like a main thing? Kind of like Andy Circus in the Which last two we'll episodes. Get to we'll get to Yeah. Oh my, it, that it's was, weird her that was character and her direction. Um, I, I get what they're doing with her and what what they're trying to kind of push as she is the uh, you know the beating heart of uh, let's let's get to the bottom of this. Let's think outside. Kind of like Christoph Waltz's character from uh, dare I say uh, Inglorious Bastards, like. Like, oh, I, I can hunt Jews because I can think like a Jew and like where they would hide. And like that, mm. that little bit more edgier. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm i kind of I'm kind of weirded, not weirded, but like I'm perplexed by her motives. It's like she like she wants to figure this out, but it's not really worth her time. But well, then because she she's going to use it. Out she's going to use this to worth her time, but only for the benefit of it. But I also don't want her to get too ambitious where because I think um, Major yeah. uh, Pergazza or Pergazza. Yeah. Lesser's character is played so damn well. Pergazza. Is that the that the- uh, he was the maester from Game of Thrones that like kind of replaces and. Oh, he's the he's the guy who's like in charge of the meetings. Yes. Yeah, though he's where he tells him was like, where would we be without, you know, Ma- Lieutenant Dedra's vigor and inquisitiveness? 
and begin and, and it twists it around. He's so quick and just like, no, let's work on that and blah 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 blah, and let's come back. And I'm like, I, exactly. Let's go look at it. Move. Yeah. <laughs> Dismissed. <laughs> yeah. But like, he isn't prissy. Like, uh, like, oh, like, behave. No, he's just like, all right, no, like, no, get no. it he's, done. Like, go, yeah, go, he's, go. He's trying to run a well-oiled machine. He's trying to figure out exactly like what are these kinks that are happening at the same time, and. It's so funny to watch Stellan Skarsgård like he all he really does is put on a wig and some flashy clothes. There's a whole different person. <laughs> and he's and he's suddenly he's a completely different person running a antiquities shop. And it's kind of funny because I, I almost want him to act like, OK, you won't get it. But ladies and gentlemen, get your bingo cards ready. because oh. Drew's about to. Uh, to mention Star Trek, Star Trek ladies Deep and gentlemen. Space Nine. <laughs> Is he in Deep Space Nine? I wa- no, oh. no, 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 no. But I almost wanted him to act like uh, Garrick on Deep Space Nine, who is uh, por- portrayed by Andrew Robinson. And Garrick, he's a Cardassian, but he he runs a tailor shop and he has this like affluent way about him where he's just all like oh hi okay i'm sorry do facts confuse you like he's sarcastic and he's witty and i almost wanted skarsgård in his character to kind of almost bring up that type of demeanor where i don't that sounds terrible that i want him to like embody this like cliche persona of like of like a gay art arts dealer but I almost wanted him to bring out a completely different character because all he really did, again, he donned on some fancy clothes, he put on a wig, and his voice wasn't really groveling. Yeah, it's it's it. not a um, nothing's changed. There's at the no face. real theater behind, you know, no thespian that's coming out with him. It's just kind of a oh, I'm going to be a little bit more upbeat, and that's going to throw them off because I have longer hair, and they and they'll never know the difference. That's all it is. Like he'll. Like, he's just, like, showing the club. He's all like, and this piece, it's such a deal. Are you telling me we can't afford this? No, we can't afford this. All right, then. Well, we'll go look around. <laughs> yeah. It, and that's it. it. It's just like a shift in that. It's, I don't know. I, I kind of wanted more, but I'm fine with it. I love the fact that he's blatantly out in the open uh, on, on Coruscant. Uh, his assistant, I, I think, is kind of like the grounded uh individual that's kind of like in between she's all like no you're getting too close you're taking too many risks we need to shut she down calls this it thing. like like it is like she's a little bit more <laughs> um i think uh pushy uh, on yeah on what's what needs to happen but at the same time i think that she gets a little bit a, a little bit ahead of herself and is constantly wanting like oh like but we're not ready for this or this is happening and well you said we do chill out you're not the you're not queen bee right now and i i like that she said like well what if it's a trap and he said if it's a trap we've already lost i mean he he she wants to stay safe but he already knows what could happen six moves ahead and i love and again we're just bouncing around folks but the final little part of episode 10 where we find out that there is an inside man. There's been a few inside men, but there's an inside man into the Imperial Security Bureau. 
which I think is what ISB stands for. Yeah. That's what I'm calling it. And I love the guy's line to him. And he says, well, what do you sacrifice? I have a child now. And Skarsgård just goes Monologue on just straight rant. off. Oh, it's just it's great. And it's echoey everywhere around him. And finally, he just he lists all this off. And he finally just ends with what do I sacrifice? Everything. And he shouts it. Everything. Yeah. I loved that. Mo- I think that was the that was the best moment for him. For his I character, so yeah. Far. For his character. No, no. His character, definitely. Nice little cameo again. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Bring him back. Uh uh, saw which I yeah. there are things okay taking this show as a whole I really think that Andor kind of stands above every other live action Star Wars the only one that kind of rivals it to some degree would be Mandalorian is in my opinion yes and I and I think but I think it's to a degree of like categorizing it I think Mandalorian has the adventurous side of a story. It's that a D&D campaign. And it, yeah, and exactly. And Andor, Andor, this is why I know mm. you fucking love it. Andor is, it's, it's a puzzle. It's a heist. Ding, ding. Oh, it's a prison break. Oh, the, the third little <laughs> thing that Nathan break? can't get yeah, enough no, of. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> The way that they built this is why this is why like after an episode Nathan just runs to bed and goes like Hey Brooke, what are you, <laughs> you want to watch Andor and talk about prison breaks? Oh God, don't touch me! Did you just watch Andor again? Put that away. <laughs> but it it really hits a lot of beats that are um, just needed for uh, this kind of world. It's a di- it's a different feel of. Star I think Wars. you get a little bit of it in some of the newer uh, episodes of like the the movies or the episodes the newer movies where they're trying to talk about more about what the Repu- or like what the empire is what it does like how it's trying to maintain all this kind of uh, power hold on all these systems how it becomes negative on a lot of you know places and why they suffer because of it but they're really diving harder in this show and actually giving it an actual like feel it's not just this random construct of you know oh like what does this mean to have like an empire that is cracking down on this material and like these mining facilities, this prison that yeah. apparently just cranks out material. Oh, okay. The the prison, which one super smart to have it run on hydro because that's all they're setting up the, the actual like facilities on, which I love this design that we, we have seen not only in the more recent star Wars films, but also it's clearly apparent in TV shows. And if you look into some of the comic books and to the books as well, you have these facilities that are not just like like it's literally like a tip of an iceberg. It's not just like what's floating on top. It's everything that's below. Just hundreds of levels I, or at least like, and I love, you that. know, 30 or so. But I yeah. love it so much. And so to the idea that it's I mean, it's 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 mocking, but it's also terrifying to think when they're cycle their sentence ends they just get shipped to another prison where no one knows them no one can no one can claim that they're telling any type of truth and they're just resetting their sentence which is just think like why they didn't have just one big facility of a prison yeah okay which would make sense 
let's have eight or nine of them all on this giant ocean front. And what do you think they're building? Do you think they're just building parts for like? Yeah, I think uh, that that's this is their um, like this is each one of those facilities just builds um, another like highly usable part that they just crank them out and something. I'm just I'm trying to think of like what they could be building over and over and over again. And frankly, all we're really seeing is the repetition of of these parts being built just on five. So we don't know exactly like what they piece together. I'm trying to look at the color schemes of the pieces and it's all, you know, dark kind of, you know, dark grayish navy blue. So I don't know. I don't know exactly like what they're building or what the pieces are. But man, when the one guy and again, guys, obviously spoilers, if you haven't really figured it out. But the guy who gets uh, released from two, but sent to four. Sorry, released from four, but sent to two. And then everyone realizes, like, holy crap, this is just a dude who's just been resentenced to a new level. And they thought no one would know the difference. Then they kill just to try and keep it a secret. Prisoners. Th- that's from from. And I love to try and keep uh, Diego's like attitude towards that, where it's like, no, 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 no. They're afraid and they're going to get and they're going to get wise. They're going to bring more more troops in. So we need to work as fast as we can and him working with Andy's character and just finally convincing the end of that episode of nobody's listening is it's just so good where he just asks him one more time, how many maximum amount of guards? And he just says no more than 12 because he's done. He's yeah. over it. He's like, how yeah, many this guards is- are on each level. Tw- no more than 12. Oh, at that point. Well, at the point where they kill the old man, or sorry, they euthanize the old man because he wasn't going to make it because he had a massive stroke. But I mean, just when they're breaking out and they're running and they're and they're zapping and shooting everybody, oh. I love the fact that like they're home free, they're home free, and Andy Circus is like, so, I can't swim, so hard, I cannot swim, and he and and they 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 have to jump, they have to jump like you know a hundred feet down into the water, and it's like. Man, well, and how, man, how does that suck? And, for and you? because Andor obviously gets bumped off, and so he falls to the ocean below, and they swim to, and then they're just yeah, they're running, running on the sand across the planet, the just at the end. booking it. Uh, him and another rando, but it hits hard because you know there is this prison break, everything goes well, and then it's like I can't. I can't keep going because of this one. Mm. You know what he? You know what he kind of reminds me of. He kind of reminds me of uh, Biggs. Oh, okay, yeah. In Shawshank. Yeah. Um, a little bit. Ah, it's heavy. Do you? Okay. Can can we share a little love for B? A, Disney I always knows how to make like a robot personable. I. Droids just make you happy. I just love it's all like, oh, Ando, Ando's here. <laughs> that was good. here. <laughs> She's having oh, pain. Oh no! He gets like worried. <laughs> <laughs> I love the worry part of him. Please like, don't rip out his power circuit. <laughs> oh no! No no! <laughs> I'm trying to fi- I'm trying to figure out exactly like what is his purpose? Like what is his like his function? Aside from just rolling in and out, because it seems like 
whatever he has to do, he's got like crappy power reserves in order to actually lie for Ando. Supposedly, it would take up like a huge chunk of his battery, which I find fascinating yeah. more. So. Well, and his I don't know. I, I, I just I kind of like him. I think he's funny. I think he's a cute little a cute little droid. Uh, I love the surrogate mother. The adoptive mom, the adoptive mom. It's hard. The the relationship that they have, um, you know, and and the fact that he's back to say, like, hey, we can we can get out of here. We can do where we can go wherever we want. And um, what would have happened had they left? Would she have been? I mean, in prison, too, like for some random thing like. So they know. So Deidre. Lieutenant Moore knows that she's there. She said, we're going to leave her there. Um, Fiona Shaw plays Marva Andor. I like that she I like that he took her last name or that she, you know, kind of raised yeah. him to take it. I, I liked the flashback of her being a little scavenger. Yeah. I like that. Like she had she had some moxie. I liked her. I liked that about her. But now I don't know. She seems like she's getting a little bit of a dementia because, you know, she was saying, like, she was trying to take down the, the water wall. He was like, she's going to flood him out. And she was like, no, <laughs> she wants the Republic to sneak in through the secret tunnel. And <laughs> she constantly wants to, like, for him to just kind of go and, like, have a life uh, and that she's already kind of too committed to. She I don't think she minds that he goes off and out. I don't, I don't, I don't think that just as long as, like, he comes home safe. But. You know, she doesn't want anybody knowing that he's from. Yeah, something the like planet? that. Kier- Kira, Kieran. He has this sister that we don't know Kieran about until I'm telling you the end. I'm sure. Which I I don't think it's gonna be her. <laughs> that, that'd be so weird if it was her. Because then, well, because then the question is like, I mean, okay, are they around the same age? Sure, but then the question begs like. Why, why does I she think, take But I think that it's going to make the parallel the of, you know what I mean? This is what happens. You know, one went one path and the other one went the other path and somehow fate brought them right back together against each. So then it's going to it's going to come down to a final decision of her deciding between the Empire and her brother. Boom. Oh, Tale is oldest time. <laughs> Deciding between the empire that you serve <laughs> and love or your brother you just remembered now finally that you have one <laughs> and or and the blonde. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so Nailed dumb. it. Uh, oh. Vel, uh, also another uh, Game of Thrones transplant that uh, mm-hmm. from Faye Marshy. So or Marseille. It, uh, not. My fa- definitely was not my favorite character in Game of Thrones, but she holds her own in this. Being oh, that's the- right, she was the waif. That's yes, right. and she is Mon Moth's uh, cousin. Yes, she's she's like she's like the eccentric aunt who apparently has been. You know, as Mon Moth is asking her, like, "Where have you been? Traveling? There's so many places to be." And she's like, "For six months." And she's like, "Yes." So <laughs> she clearly has money. Which is kind of ironic to the point of family money. There's like family money, but then they're like scavenging in order to try and, you know, I guess stay looking like sheep herders or having or having, you know, the right supplies uh, to pull off the vault heist. 
Because, I mean, they, they had to be living there for months in yeah. order to create a presence and look like the, I don't know what the people are called, but I'm just going to call them uh, the Star Gypsies. The Highlanders? Because that, that, the, high, the Highland Gypsies. Let's just call Highland them that. Highland Gypsies. That, Ooh, I mean, there we go. What I, and I, you know we should what? work and I for like, Disney, Drew. Uh, we should work for Disney. <laughs> so you've got Highlanders <laughs> that are gypsies. We're going to call them Highlander Gypsies. And every time, every three years, when the stars align and shoot across the sky, only one can be crowned king. <laughs> there can only be one Highlander Gypsy. There can only be one. Highlander Gypsy this fall on ABC. Uh, the little love story between Val and Sinta is, is like, oh, okay, like, you know what? I, I like squeeze the, it in. Yeah, I like it. I like, you know, obviously I'm going to praise anything where they're going to, you know, kind of drop in an LGBTQ character. And that's fine. I think it's great. But I like the fact that they played it so, you know, cash. Because even uh, Skirn, Skirn, the guy who died, who, who kind of was going to betray them, mm-hmm. he was even telling Andor, like, ah, don't think about it. She's spoken for. And of course, your mind goes like, oh, it's Skirn or it's one of the other dudes. But then, you know, si- what's her name? Sista? Sinta? Sinta. I mean, like, he, she has to tell her, like, I'm your rock. You need to calm down. All right. Chill. One. Well, we can wait here. We are, you know, we... This is for the Republic, or for the, the, the Rebellion, and then we get what's left. Right. Tough. Right. Tough love. It's it's good. I'm, I'm liking where it's going. I I almost thought, like, wow, is this how Disney's going to, like, drag on how long Andor is going to go? Because when he's sentenced for six years <laughs> on these trumped-up charges, I love how the lady's, like, she, he's telling her, like, I'm just a tourist. This is a misunderstanding. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. This used to be six months. Six, six years. Which is, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Like that there's for I mean, like the, the, the most he had on him legitimately yeah. was acting suspicious. But she but it, it was like acting suspicious, fleeing from an officer, resisting arrest. Destruction of private or like empire property, uh, terroristic threats. Which this may be the most legitimately that uh, the the empire that it's like, oh, yeah, the empire is bad guys, like real bad guys that so you just throw someone in prison for. And then after the six years, you're just going to roll their set. Okay, so, I mean, this is exactly what uh, Genevieve O'Reilly's character, Mon Mothma, was trying to tell the Senate, like. Like, guys, we need to wake up before we realize it. Like, we won't even realize that we're being controlled and one giant hand is stretching over the galaxy. And like people are turning off their lights and their Senate seats and shouting like, long live the Republic and it and or long live the Empire. Like, boo, boo, boo. And, you know, it's weird. Like, you find out all these things that the that the Empire is doing. And it's kind of funny, the fact that, like, I don't bat an eye. It doesn't shock me. It doesn't shock me that they would send trumped up charges because all they want is free manual labor. Okay, the fact that, again, they would recycle the prisoners to work them to death again does not shock me. The fact that they took over a planet simply because it was a central hub. Like it's close to nowhere, yet not far away from anything important that and, and they drove away 
the the Highland Gypsies, which came to this place for ceremonial purposes, thousands at a time. And they're all like, how many do we have last year, sir? I think about 60. <laughs> and, and then they say the line, do they realize this is the last year they'll be able to come up here? No, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. And like, so you're going to keep away natives again. It's not shocking. It's not shocking at all. And again, it it builds this like thick story that you want to get through, but you can't you can't get through stuff like this very quickly. I think you need this slow, gradual. I don't want to say staggering. I think you want to get through this gradual pace of literally taking it layer by layer. I, I think that they're they're taking their time with it enough where but it's adding enough that doesn't feel like fluff either. It, contributing towards something. It, it feels legitimate. It feels very exactly. well thought out. It feels sensible. You don't necessarily try and like actually question a lot of it. Although the only thing I did kind of question and it's something that is just it's high point in certain uh, sci-fi worlds and different movies and TV shows. The more I look at Coruscant, and it is the mm-hmm. it is the capital of the galaxy. You have such tall buildings, and I mean we have tall buildings in our you know obviously our our world here, but man, how do they stand up on themselves? Like how is the structure of the ground like holding up? Yeah, that's a good point such because monoliths. Of of infrastructure. I mean, that's just me. That's just my brain. Well, and going you look like, at how can they keep building? You up? look at the uh, like, how can they keep building up? It's much like in Judge Dredd and it's much like in um, Fifth Element, like the 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 taller you go, the richer it is. Right. OK, the more pristine, the more luxury, because that's what people are seeing. But the, if you go down, 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 you're hitting ground level and you're probably hitting a little bit more of murky and shady yes. side or whatever. But. This is ground well, and level. You have uh, when you how, look how at how is it sustaining early, everything? Um, you know, episode two, episode three, doing this like chase scene in episode two in the street slash skies of Coruscant, looking for the bounty hunter. When you really look at it, you're like, "This is kind of ridiculous." This planet, there's right, there's no way. Th- this is just it's like even, three or four like streets, and it's like Coruscant. Like this the is size just the of like a city up and down. There's no way that there's like even any right. Like right? how is this governed? Who's running the water department of and this place? Like I, I right. <laughs> Not to right. mention, I mean, and, power okay. and gas and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> who's mid. <laughs> you know who it is, Cyril. Cyril, who's in charge Karn. of mid central air. <laughs> Which is the weirdest part of this whole show. Serial, his whole story arc with his mom and like back at home. I, God, I, I, like, I like him too, but I don't I understand. Like because he's so, I don't know. He, he has got, he's got this whole thing stuck in his craw where he, like he's on track to be, you know, where we're introduced to his boss. He's on track to be his boss's boss. Like he's well on his way. Okay. He's a company man. He's doing his job, but he is, he's not understand. He's, he's so by the book. Right. And he wants to do his job, right. That he can't accept his boss's like consideration to slightly cover up or at least like fabricate how the men died. You know what I mean? He can't fathom that. So let's call in a, like a goon, a goon squad. Goes, 
all in to go and like hunt this one guy down. Part of it's he wants. I think he wants to make a name for himself and really like show. But he already is. I know, but he, he already he's left it. He, Nathan, he's left in charge. And he botches that shit <laughs> he hard. Botches it. And but oh my god, but he plays such the martyr. He's all like. I want my name cleared. I don't like what they said about me. <laughs> All I was trying to do was, like, follow the law. Did you read the, the if, Google if Yelp reviews on me? That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. You made five false inquiries and record, like, and claims about this Andor person. Six. I wasn't counting yeah. today. <laughs> it, but I'm... I'm very interested to see how this loops in to everything because right now it's so like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, you had all these stories and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, by the way, there's this place called Dorne and it's way over here and you never saw it coming. You're like, I'm sorry. The fuck? What 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 is what does Dorne have to do with this all of this now? What do you mean? And it's like, oh no, Cyril is is a huge part of this story. Just just give it a sec. It's going to be really big. But I thought I thought something was going to come of it when he was sitting inside of the antique shop and he's all like, "Oh, do you have any pieces yes. from Andalin?" And the guy's like, "What? Andalin? Oh, didn't you hear? It just uh it just got hit." And he's like, "Oh, I'll have to look in the back." And he walks away and I was sorry, he's like, "I was joking. Uh, where is he going?" Like, why is he there? That's just that seems so left field for him to be just randomly there. And and he flat out said, now, mind you, this could just be Skarsgård's character, you know, switching it up from being high businessman to like, we got to save the empire. We're building a network. He didn't he didn't use his grovelly voice, but Cyril flat out said I could recognize his voice. That's what he that's what he told Deidre. True. True. I'm gonna Inconsistencies. Yeah. <laughs> Inconsistencies. So so guys, I think what we're trying to get here is uh watch Tales, Andor. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really good and I think that uh coming off of Kenobi, which was in my opinion um mm. a little bit of a letdown, not going to lie. Uh loved some aspects but overall uh could have been cut to a crisp maybe a movie yeah or just like a or a mini series like do like no, do three four it. episodes but dragging it out eight episodes eight nine episodes the, too much the only thing okay the only thing i didn't like about kenobi was that okay we have young luke we have young leia don't give me situations where Somehow you're going to make the audience think that they are in danger of dying when we clearly know they're not. And, and not that, but like, so you're constantly, when you have a bookend, you have episode four and you have yep. episode three, you are in this space where you have to really be careful because remember the, like, Leia doesn't really remember Ben in uh, four, she, you know, oh, you fought with my father in the Clone Wars and blah, blah, blah. But she's not like, hey, Ben, remember that time that I was getting fucking chased? And oh, my God, you popped out and you helped me. Woo. So see, good. To see. Yeah. See, this this whole thing like she's making she's making it 
or or they're making it appear like I mean they had grand adventures, and she's like never ever gonna forget it because now thanks to Ben and his little escapades with her, she's dressing more yes. like Rebel Princess Leia towards the end of the series, and I don't know if like they remove part of that memory from her to make her more yeah princessy. And it's gone. But whatever. It's not even there anymore. Alderaan is another planet. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. And it's gone. So that's what we've been watching. uh, Watching with bated breath. That's that's what we've been we've been watching together, uh, respectively. Well, Nathan had it. <laughs> I binged it all yesterday. Another thing, guys, I can highly, highly recommend that I'm absolutely loving. Ooh. Okay. Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix. Ooh, ooh boy. If you are a fan of anthology series, and especially a fan of anthology th- series with horror, this mm, this is a fatty, juicy steak. That you can love and have all the sides and trimmings, everything with it. It's good. It'll fill that appetite. The practical effects for a lot of these things is so great. Now, to kind of like pair it off with it, except, you know, you had the guy come in and he brought in a cheeseburger, you know, from Jack in the Box while you're chowing down the steak. It's still satisfying, but it's not exactly what what you're having for dinner. And that is The Midnight Club. All right. Also on Netflix. This, if you remember Are You Afraid of the Dark (laughs) back in the 90s, because boy, howdy, I did. And I absolutely loved Are You Afraid of the Dark. It was one of the best things to come out of Canada, straight to Nickelodeon. And um, you know what? If I could recommend you, go go back and watch Are You Afraid of the Dark instead. It's not that Midnight Club is bad. I just don't think that it has that. It definitely gives you Are You Afraid of the Dark vibes. It really does. Because you have a group of kids, they meet at midnight, they tell scary stories. It's cool, it's fun, but I feel like they're just ripping off Are You Afraid of the Dark? And sadly enough, this is also the same guy who did like The Haunting of Hill House, The Haunting of Blind Manor. They're both they're both fun to watch, but I would highly recommend um, Cabinet of Curiosities. I think that's just great. I would not really recommend Barbarian. Um, it's maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. this is. Barbarian and we'll wrap up is on fun, this. but it's weird. We'll wrap up on this. <laughs> if you have not watched it, just jump into it. Allow it to take you where it will, and then Love at the happen. end, say, "Yeah, Nathan, you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> wasn't what I thought it was going to be." But again, it is what it is, and it's fine. It's it's weird. Um, and yeah, that's what we've been watching, folks. That's, so that's what we've been watching. Let us know what you've been watching and what yeah. shows we should be fa- focusing on. Uh, well, uh, right now, I'm on the White Lotus on HBO, which is uh, mm. I'm having. I'm struggling with the the background music of it. It's not my vibe, but okay. the the stories are fun, so I'm just going with it. I'm I'm currently finishing up. I'm halfway through season nine of Father Brown, and I definitely needed to wrap that up because I was kind of putting it off. And some other things that I should get to, like Evil and uh, the third season of Ghosts on CBS, okay. which Ghosts is fun. And I liked I liked Evil, so I need to get back to it. 
But yeah, guys, tell us what you've been watching. Tell us what we should be checking out. All right. Hit us up on Facebook and Instagram. Search for The Real Feels Podcast. You know where to find us up on Twitter. We are at Real Feels Pod. But of course, more importantly, guys, we want to hear you on the Tooch line. The Tooch. Call the Tooch line. Tell us exactly what we should be watching. 661-376-0030. We'd love to hear from you. And, you know, coming up, we will be having Jack's football episode. Hopefully coming soon. And uh, we'll have clues coming out for you to try and guess what we're going at. And I believe after the football episode, Nathan's going to bring us science fiction. It was either that or puppetry. I'll double check. Science fiction or, or puppetry. Yes. Or puppetry. And I believe mine is going to be sorcery and magic and sorcery. Ooh. Magic and sorcery. Quite delicious. Yes. Yes. Mm, quite. Well, folks. <laughs> so, guys. Yes. Thank you for joining us. And uh, <laughs> we'll catch you later. Don't forget, you're the realist. And the fearless. On program. On program. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. The floor is hot. It's not cold. (laughs) Nobody's listening.